0: Quantum Connection Podcast. We are your hosts, Vanessa and Heather. Join us as we explore the new quantum health paradigm. Learn how to reconnect with nature to regain your health and to mitigate the impact of modern living.
1: As quantum health coaches and classical homeopaths, our mission is to inspire and motivate you on your healing journey. This is for educational purposes only. Let's dive into today's show. Welcome back to the Quantum Connection Podcast. My name is Heather Crimson and my co-host, Vanessa Baldwin, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday. I already came to her before we started the, before we hit record. So yeah, she's going to have a really good day. Aw, thanks. You're welcome. So today we are going to be talking about disease. Oh, such a heavy loaded word, right? And in particular though, How we regard illness, disease, disease process, and just the idea of health and or lack thereof, right? What does that actually mean to us as humans in this particular society at this point in time? And we are going to flesh out this idea that Vanessa and I have been talking about, about the normalization of health, like illness and normalization of disease states, but really chronic illness or low levels of health that... Um, it's kind of just become the norm. Right. And to, to the point of this, Vanessa, I wanted to say, I've been meaning to tell you this, like when I go to the gym and I mainly just go to hang out with my friend here (laughs) because the blue light is horrible. The lighting is horrible. And I really would just prefer to move around and stuff, but I wanted to to go to chat with her every day. So we go to the gym and all the TVs they have on top of the, what do you call those things you run on? You know, the treadmills, they Mm -hmm. like half of the time there's a, there's a pharmaceutical commercial playing. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's part of it, like normalizing illness, and then here's our remedy for it. Just take the pill. So you got yeah, and then after they say all the side effects like may yeah. cause death. I right. think you might
0: want to question that.
1: Yeah. Right? <laughs> There's better ways to actually help yourself than thinking what you have is no big deal and then going to some drugs. So yeah.
0: A hundred percent. Oh yeah. I love all that. Yeah. I just, it fires me up a little bit when people are like, it's normal to feel tired. It's normal to have a low sex drive. It's normal to have PMS. Like everybody's like, Oh, it's normal to always be hungry or to have acid reflux or to take your ibuprofen or your NSAIDs every day for your injuries or like to be like downing the,
1: what do they take for acid reflux? Um, Peptid? Peptid? have today something like proton that. pump inhibitors it's just could, yeah. one, <laughs> it's one is that what you're talking about yeah 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 like everybody's like they everybody thinks it's like it's normal like it's okay
0: and we like really normalize illness like it's okay that I need to get up and have three cups of coffee to have enough energy to move my body and like do what I need to do for the day it's like it's okay it's normal to always be cold or always be starving or just like yeah. Like, I don't know, just like it fires me up because that's not normal and we normalize it and we don't have to feel like crap. We can feel better and we can take action to feel better. And there are steps that, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I get up in the morning and I have, I have tons of energy. I'm ready to go. My mind is clear. I'm, I i do not have that. Like, I don't need, I don't take any stimulants. I don't need coffee. I fall asleep. Well, like these things are not normal. Like if you have insomnia and you have bad PMS and you have low sex drive and you're like always freezing, like these are signs
1: and symptoms of something and they're not normal and they don't have to be that way. Like, yeah, absolutely. Just to give a cultural reference, like I haven't witnessed it firsthand, but I've heard, uh, I've read in books and heard people talk about who've traveled to other countries where they have more of a, well, what unfortunately Western folks would call more of a primitive lifestyle, but what I would call is more of an in tune with nature lifestyle, right? Where they're mm-hmm. grounded more, they're outside more, they are experiencing more of the seasonal changes. Their diet is like super mm-hmm. local, healthy, unprocessed, and, un- t- you know, tainted by glyphosate and Monsanto Roundup and all the other crap they spray here that mm-hmm. there's no such thing as menopause. So there you right. go right. here.
0: Right. And we're like we all like as women are like bracing ourselves for menopause here in the States. Like, because it's like normal for it to be a crappy time in your life, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can make changes. So it's not that way. And when you make changes, so it's not that way, then you're, if you haven't had children, then your offspring will really be better off and so on and so forth. Like, this is like, that's how we change the trajectory of health in this whole entire world. Because we just like, Instead, we're like, it's normal, and I'm just going to take this medication every day, and that's
1: normal. And I'm like, no, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. And you know, that's interesting. Can I just say this again? I kind of got stuck on this cultural piece. In the back of the DSM, whatever version you're looking at, Diagnostic and Statistical Manual that they use for diagnosing mental health disorders, that's Mm -hmm. the world I've been in for a long time, moving away from now. Um, there's actually specific mental health disorders that only occur in certain cultures. So, mm. interesting. Hmm. so that is interesting. So interesting, right. Um, yeah. I wish I had it ready right now. I'd read one too, cause they're so different. They're so like exotic sounding. You're like, what? So here's the thing though. my point is, is that your cultural frame of reference, like what your tribe believes, if you will, is going mm. to actually elicit certain things inside of you so if i'm growing up thinking oh menopause is so horrible and women hearing women over and over complain about hot flashes and low sex drive and they're dry as a bone and what mm-hmm. happens is like i'm literally programming myself to then have that experience so uh, this is so fascinating vanessa so let's maybe put a framework around it like we have that cultural influence like there's a the genetic predisposition just from the beliefs and emotional experiences and traumas that have been imprinted on your predecessors uh-huh. DNA or even their I don't know their exclusions on water I don't know how that works but <laughs> so there's that there's that genetic imprint or cultural generational imprint right then you have then you have what so you're born with all that then you have your mom's state of health actually for the biochemical aspects, your physicality, your constitution inherits whatever you get from her health, level of health, right? Then you have whatever you've experienced in your life that affects you emotionally and traumas and toxins and all the things. So there's so many different factors, right? So it can get really complicated really fast and you can't necessarily change all of that. You can mitigate the toxins. You can absolutely change your emotional state. You can be aware of the cultural programming But we Mm -hmm. really want to just make this simple and break it all down to where, like, what can you do to reframe disease and illness as just information from your body so that you're not pathologizing yourself and adding to your own panic and getting numb and then seeking a pill? How can you empower yourself, right? And think of it, this is just my body giving me feedback and develop that relationship to trust your body.
0: Yeah. Those symptoms are the sign that something is not right in the body. Like if you have low energy when you wake up and you're like, Oh, I can't get out of bed. And then you need a couple cup of coffee to get going. And you know, you're always cold or your mood is really bad or changeable. These are all signs that like something is not right. But the thing is you have the power to change that. You have the power to make different choices. You can change your environment that you're in, the medicines that you're engaging with on all the things that you're doing to make make it better and make you may have yourself feeling better and more optimal and that's the thing like we the thing here about this podcast is we have this to help empower you to make the changes because you're the one who has to make the changes right like we can just say all these things but it really comes down to you making the changes but yeah like there are lots of different factors that play a role And it takes time to like work on all of those things. But yeah, you, you have the power to make change here. And yeah, I mean, Heather brought up genetic predispositions, right? So that our genetic predispositions are epigenetics, right? So it's like, okay, we, what causes us to become sick? What causes us to have these diseases become activated in our body? And we're only going to get the diseases whether that's from the energetic imprint i guess you could say like you were saying or whatever but you're only going to get the diseases that are in alignment that are in your family lineage in your you're genetically predisposed to so like in my family lineage like all the women on my mom's side have thyroid issues. They all have hormonal issues. They all have obesity. They all like, it's, this is, this is common blood sugar issues, high blood pressure. It's like, obviously in the genetic line that these are the things that I'm predisposed to have. Right. So then at, like, here comes me, right. In my life I'm born. Then it's like, what causes those things to become activated? Right. Well, there's, I feel like in my learning experience that there's three big reasons of why these things become activated, why disease becomes activated. Suppression, emotional and physical trauma, and circadian mismatch. And honestly, it's always multifactorial. There are many reasons. When someone has a chronic disease, it's probably all three. And it's usually also from generational, right? So there's things that come down, like they've just energetically imprinted on our body from when we were born. So it's a lot of things. It's it's a lot of layers and a lot of things to do to heal. But the thing is, if you realize that these diseases were turned on from something that happened in your life or things that happened in your life through genetic predispositions is that you have the power then to turn those genetic predispositions back into the off position. And I think that's what like the most exciting thing is here is that there's if you change your lifestyle, your environment, the medicines you choose to engage with, you know, you work on your trauma, you work on all the things, whether that's however you decide to do so, it can get better. And you can turn those diseases off. And that's what I think is amazing. So
1: yes, it's so amazing. There's so much healing power in our agency, right? Us taking action, us, mm-hmm. not like pathologically and neurotically, but us um, trusting that, you know, using more like connecting to your own felt sense in the body, using that as a guide. So because mm-hmm. the more desperate we are, and the more we don't trust our body, we end up going for the big guns. So right, we're going to go for the suppressive medications. I can't take it. It's too much. I just want to knock it out. We turn it's like, you kind of turn against your body because you're basically it's an assault. You know, most yeah. drugs are intervening in your body's natural functioning. They're, they your body's not going to have that symptom anymore because you're suppressing it. And that's not a good thing. Yes. So I understand that in life-threatening cases, you might need medication, but when it's just, you know, your body doing its thing and expressing symptoms because something's out of balance, which can be actually corrected if you had the right information from the right, you know, from wherever, a healer or somewhere else. And then yeah. your body will start to self-correct on its own. But when you add the suppressives in, that includes, let's list them off, Vanessa, vaccines, vaccinations, corticosteroids, right? Like what are the most popular corticosteroids? There's, um, I'm forgetting the name of them.
0: Oh, oh, oh,
1: prednisone. Prednisone, thank you. And then uh, all of this: you take Cortazone. cortisone, you take uh-huh. aspirins all the time. You take Tylenol all the time. People take this stuff like candy. You know, it's really, oh anti yeah, and yeah, migraine migraine medication,
0: Tylenol, NSAIDs, like you just said, like all those things. But also, there's other clums, like even creams, anything over the counter. Like you suppress something on the skin, I always feel like you're asking for trouble. And I even think of like a yeast infection, like uh, not not a yeast infection, uh, a diaper rash on a baby. Right? You're suppressing that. Where's that diaper rash going inside the body now? Like that's what happens. Like we have to understand that. When we suppress
1: it, we, yes, we remove symptoms, but we make the pathology move deeper into the body, and but that's I find that though it removes the symptoms. This is where I start to go. Wait, why? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, it, it, you're basically disabling your body's ability to express that symptom, which means yes. that it kind of goes in reverse or it back goes backwards, and it's now right. well, it's in like- the body. Yeah, like think of the diaper rash, right? Your
0: body has that diaper rash for a reason. It's trying to expel something, whether that's yeast or whatever. Your body's trying to get rid of it, and then you come and slather on this, you know, desitin on your body's bum, your baby's bum, excuse me. And now <laughs> that that may, that rash might go away, but it didn't make the yeast go away. It just moved it into the body. Maybe it's now in your body, in your rectum. Now it's in the, it's in the colon. Now it's in the the vaginal area. Like this is what happens. I, I, you know, that's, that's how it works. You know, that's like the classic one is the eczema that you suppress on a, on a, on a person's skin turns into asthma. You've moved it in, you've moved it, you've shifted it. Like the skin is our, our greatest detox organ. So anytime you're suppressing something on the skin, you're, you're asking for trouble because you're now pushing
1: it back into the body. You know, you're you're taking away the one biggest avenue your body has to To let it out to excrete toxins right to to flush them out of the system it's going to come out in your skin it's actually if you are in treatment for homeopathy right like with me or vanessa and you start to have skin issues that's a really good sign means your body is working it means that your body is able to then utilize its detox pathways one of the main ones is uh which is the skin yes the skin just it just like Whatever your liver can't handle, or your kidneys, or whatever, it's just going to push them out into the skin. <laughs> it's the right direction of cure, right? We were talking about this the other day.
0: Right? Sure. <laughs> well, yes, I, right. and I have conversations all the time outside of the podcast. We're yeah. talking about the direction of cure and Herring's law, who's a who's a, a fantastic homeopath of the past and. Um, yeah, this is one of the directions of cure when things move from the inner organs to the outer organs, which would be the skin. That is one huge direction of cure. Or, like, if you had eczema on your torso and it moves to the eczema, moves to the feet, another amazing direction of cure, right? Yeah. So, like, it's anytime you're having your
1: organs, like, if your organs are starting to become diseased, now you're really in trouble, right? Yes. You're really in deep trouble. If there's organ failure or cancer or whatever in your organs. You don't want that Think Your skin is socially very debilitating sometimes, depending on how severe your skin issue is. But at least your skin is working. <laughs> People think it's really, really bad, though, and they want to rush. You know, whenever I've had a cold sore, it's like, oh, God, you know, I look so bad and I don't want anyone to see me. So there's a lot of stigmas, shame and things that become because we don't look OK, right and then we're we're like terrified of being rejected and people thinking there's something wrong with us when it's just your body doing what it needs to do and it's taking me years because part of the conversation that vanessa and i have had or been having is about around our own healing journey and speaking for myself like if i have to like wipe my nose it's like oh no vanessa people watching our watching us on you know on my youtube channel are going to think well, I can't, you know, possibly work with her. She's not a hundred percent healed because she's got, you know, some runny nose thing going on. It's like, well, maybe I had sausage this morning and my histamine intolerance is like 90% better than it was 10, 15 years ago, but I still have a little ways to go. Plus, in the winter time, it's not as my histamine is a little bit worse because I don't have the UVB light, which is what really helps to calm down all the histamine stuff. So our healing journey is ongoing, right? And you being able to understand that your body is working, it's not working against you. It's doing what it's, there's no mistakes, right? Your body knows exactly what to do. And and pushing out disease in the skin or toxins or whatever is one of its main ways to detox if it's not able to do it internally
0: or having a runny nose is actually another way of your body's helping you release some of that histamine. And yeah, me too. Like we both dealt with histamine issues and I still deal with them too here and there, um, for sure. And yeah, when the sunlight is not here because UVB sunlight actually is a way that your body depletes histamine which is yep. so beautiful. That's why yep. I want to move to a tropical area one day. Yep. <laughs> but I swear, like, yeah, no, I mean, we're both still on a healing journey. And I honestly think healing journeys are forever. And it's because of the fact too, it was also because of the fact that there's so many layers on all of us due to generational things that we're also dealing with. And just all of the, I mean, we didn't get to all of the reasons for our diseases, but like, think about Every time you put an antibiotic in your body, every time you used a a suppressive cream, every time you had a suppressed emotion, we didn't even go – like, every time, like, you've done these things, it's like, there's so much, right? So, like, it's not even just, like – what about, like, removal of an organ? That's usually suppressive on your body. Like, okay, we just – this is – I think I said this, but like, I know like people just like remove organs out like a wind. They're like, all right, I'm just going to get, we're going to rid of our gallbladder. Like, it, like it has no function. Like you kind of need that. Like, this is important. And like, I think I told, I don't know if I said this in the podcast before, but when I was, my things were really bad on my interstitial societies' journey, the best solution that they gave me at 37 was like, well, we can remove your bladder. And that's when my husband kind of was like, wait what Um, like she's 37 years old you're gonna remove her bladder that's like this is this is not okay it's not okay like it's just we don't just remove organs because they're
1: causing a problem
0: besides burn
1: approach the slash and burn approach is not good
0: no no but it's also like i know people who have done that in the ic community and then Mm. they still have pain Because it really wasn't the bladder. Like, it's something else, you know what I mean? That's really causing it. Like, there's still that energetic imprint of the disease there, whether the bladder's there or not. Right. So, please don't remove any organs unnecessarily. Um, But even, (laughs) like, removal of of warts. Very glad I didn't do that. Removal of warts, uh, suppressed emotions. You're suppressing your anger. You're suppressing your sadness. You're not letting that out. This is a form of suppression. How many times... Have you wanted to say something and like not said something, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is a form of suppression. Your body holds on to that, and this also creates disease, you know. And suppressing interruptions. I said that one already, but yeah, suppression I think is huge, and I think it's there was many layers to it because we do it our whole life. Like if I look back at my life, the amount of times that I've used an antibiotic or an antifungal is just way too many. <laughs> so it's like and I mean I had the full level of vaccine vaccinations and all the things. And I used to live on NSAIDs, you know, like I used to literally eat them like candy. Like I was there. Like so I just Well that's God, a, that's it. also
1: a testament to how strong your body is. So look at, you know, you don't have like you have the IC but you don't have something more severe. You are able to have energy. That's a really positive sign and vitality and cognitively, you're super sharp. It's just a testament to how strong our bodies are and that they, they can and want to heal if we give them the right support, right? The right combination of practices so that you don't end up with something that's more serious, like really, you know, life-threatening.
0: Yeah. And I know a lot of people who have, I see who are in a lot worse shape and it's not to say, you know, that, I mean, it's all depends on your level of health, right? And what you're doing. But I know that the lifestyle that I live, and the medicines that I'm choosing to engage with make a huge contribution to why I feel mostly really good every day. (laughs) You know, so like, that's a huge contributing factor, you know, a lot of people with chronic disease don't have, you know, a lot of energy and sleep well, and you know, all of the things. So yeah, it's huge. So if you want to, um, you can make a change. Like just because you have something doesn't mean that it's going to have to rule your life forever. And there was a time that it did rule my life and now it doesn't. And that's what's the big picture. You well, know, that's a great
1: self-liberation there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Doesn't rule my life. Doesn't rule my life. And that's because of the the choices that I make every day, you know.
1: Yep. So we and have so, the suppression. So genetic predisposition and what triggers those uh, like disease processes is suppression. And then you had the trauma and emotional. And what what are the other three? I forgot my paper. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're so cute. No, uh, so yeah, no. The So suppression would be one way that we
0: trigger, trigger genetic predisposition, right? But then the other one would be, there's two others, but the next one would be emotional and physical trauma. So, and that could be also passed down to you generationally as well. But like, I think like when, in your life, if you've, you know, big griefs, this is your, your field here, big griefs, a big divorce, you know, losing a job, you know, you get fired from your job. This can trigger you to be in a, a trigger disease, a move as a child or moving several times as a child. like a physical injury to your body, a surgery that you have to recover from, like all of this can trigger disease. Um, Disappointing relationships, being in a relationship where you're just kind of really unhappy and every day it's like sucking the life and the energy out of you. Um, Just really big life changes, abuse if you've been through abuse or trauma in that way. Um, And like a major accident, you know, like even like my husband, he... When he um, broke, his, broke his clavicle, when he first fell originally, he went blind for a few minutes because of the shock and the trauma of it. Like that triggered that, that shock and that trauma triggered that genetic predisposition in him to go blind for a few minutes. I mean, thank God it came back. Right. But it's like that, there you go. Like that's a really major example, right? Of that. So yeah, these are all really big things in our life that can cause disease to be churned on hugely so and what's the third? that we can't avoid like these I didn't mean to interrupt you but like we can't avoid these things from happening right sometimes like you can't avoid a grief you can't avoid you know a a, a tragic accident like you just can't avoid these things from happening sometimes they're going to happen but you know I think that Um, the way you live your life and the medicines you choose to engage with will help you be more resilient to when you're in those kind of situations. Let's just say that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Do we cover all three categories? No. You want to know the third
0: one? Yeah, what's the third one? (laughs) The third one is circadian mismatch.
1: (laughs) Okay, got it. So if you're living your life.
0: Where do toxins fit in on there? I put it in with circadian mismatch because I feel like, I feel like, where do we get the toxins from? Our environment. So I feel like it it falls there, you know what I mean? Because if you're, if you're living a very circadian lifestyle, you're hopefully not going to get too many toxins. I mean, I guess we are, unfortunately, we're kind of all exposed in some way, but like you're eliminating the glyphosates, you're eliminating a lot of heavy metals and things like that if you're living a more circadian lifestyle. So yeah, circadian mismatch would be, when you spin them all out, Uh, Living an indoor lifestyle, right? Lack of sunlight, of course, then exposure to artificial light, which really is a toxin. So if you're, if you're eliminating that from your life by living in a circadian fashion, you're eliminating that toxin exposure to non native MS toxin, Um, dysregulated circadian rhythm, you know, just night shift work unfortunately or just you know not staying up all night in netflix and chilling <laughs> if that's what you choose to do eating foods out of season toxins in the water so hopefully you're filtering your water at least at least reverse osmosis but that's got the fluoride the heavy metals medications all the things
1: aluminum Organic- i aluminum. learned from Harry bennett that they use an aluminum as a flocculant. i have to look that up because i don't know what that means but i'm like oh great so a lot of people are really high in aluminum. Oh yeah, yeah. Also, people are high in aluminum also because
0: it's in your 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 uh, vaccinations as well as mercury because right. they have to put an agent in those vaccinations that is a toxic agent. Most people don't know that, but there has to be some sort of toxic agent in there because your body has to make an immune response. So there has to have that in there. So yeah, it's mercury and aluminum are usually the two that are in there.
1: Yeah but also people's soda cans and cookware and all the things you know oh yeah 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 i
0: think it was this year was the first was it this summer i'm like because we don't want to cook our corn on the cob and aluminum right foil obviously because of the detriment of that i'm like did you know you could just leave it in the husk the way that's it, was how supposed did it. To? that's how i <laughs> grew it i was like <laughs> oh, we can just do that. Like why do we why do we mess with nature? Again, like your nature doesn't make mistakes. Your body doesn't make mistakes. Like just just let it do its thing. But anyway, yeah, so and then like the glyphosate, which is huge if you're not eating organic too. So, and then like poor food quality of course is going to add to it, poor sleep cycles and just living like a sedentary lifestyle without movement. So there's a lot of things that cause disease. And I think that anybody who has a, anybody who has a chronic disease is likely having an implication of all three, as well as some sort of generational stuff going on. Yeah. So yeah, it's multi
1: like, common denominator here among what happens with the disease process is like, I think it, it's not too simplistic to save. And as I said like all those things you just listed off and all three categories, right. It's a stressor all of those things are stressors. So it elicits an immune response in your body, right? It's, it's taxing your mitochondria. They have to work harder. They're sending out the histamine, right? They're sending out the cholesterol, which is activated in stress. So that's why a lot of people I think have high cholesterol. Um, cause there's all the cholesterol is there to put the fire out. It's yeah. No. Donor. <laughs> Right. <laughs> cholesterol is not the problem. That's like the short sighted view of things. And that's why allopathic medicine is so unhelpful. Because like, oh, here's this, I just had a gentleman in my office yesterday. Oh, I've been on statins for 15 years. And I'm just like, oh, my God, but I can't say anything. It's that's not the focus, right? We're not talking about that. Right, right, right. But, so, but it just makes me so sad to see, to hear that. Yes, because because
0: when you do that, you're reducing the cholesterol, which is actually not the problem. There's something else that's causing the cholesterol to be elevated. The cholesterol is there to put the fire out. I know we're not doing this. This is not the
1: episode today, but like it's, it's there. It's, it's there to help the situation. Yes. That the cholesterol is an indicator of something else like a chronic infection or low redox, or there's some disease process happening. And so. People need to, that's going to take a long time. I mean, maybe 30 years from now, people will be like, oh, cholesterol is not an issue. And I need to look further, right? (laughs) Not going to happen anytime soon, I'm afraid, because we've been so programmed I wait don't. a minute i'm more optimistic than that <laughs> <laughs> well i'm getting older so i'm like eh, it's after my life <laughs> so so you but, ch- i
0: changed my programming on that i used to think uh, that that was the bad thing and no, i'm like right. and then, I, right.
1: then i read some books and i was like oh wait a minute this it's is not we gotta go faster so we could save humanity but anyway <laughs> yes, um, yes yes but the thing can, is is that people people it you know the, it's heavy conditioning right and i think it's all driven by big pharma and That's just my belief. And so, you know, remember all the commercials I saw at the gym? It's constant programming. That's big in
0: line with big media.
1: At the doctors, (laughs) on the TV, all of your friends. It's like if you have a different opinion, God forbid, then you're some wackadoo conspiracy theorist. Like, no, this is actual science. This is how the body works. Let's just stay with the facts here, right? And not some story from the medical schools. Anyway. So um, your body's stressed out and your mitochondria become compromised. They're not able to do their functions as well. What happens is, is they can't create the energy they need to maintain this functionality in the body at optimal level because their energy production capacity gets compromised. So they're not making the energy so they can't run the processes compounded with then you're also draining your body of negative electrons by non-native emfs not going outside not soaking up the sun on your in your eyes and your bare skin your energy potential gets lower and lower then your body cannot run its detox programs of autophagy which is cellular cellular restoration repair and apoptosis which is like programmed cell death where it's like okay these are toast let's get them out of the body guess what that ca- causes that causes a lot more inflammation, eventually leading to things like cancer and major chronic disease, right? Because your body doesn't have the energy that it needs in order to clean itself and fix fix itself and do the repairs every single night. And then if you're not sleeping well, you're not doing it anyway. So compromised sleep and your low energy and your mitochondrial function, you got problems. And then you add in a bunch of drugs on top of that which are made from things like fluoride and uh, petroleum and they're compromising your body's ability to do things even more. Why do you think, and then our toxic light environment and all the things, right? So why do we have skyrocketing rates of cancer? It's really not a mystery. And it's like, we've had millions and millions of dollars going into cancer research. Right. And it's so interesting, Vanessa, do you see this too? Like, we'll read all these studies, right? And they're great. And then at the bottom, it's like, so this information is going to be helpful for novel um pharmaceutical research. It's like, really? That's not how I see it. So I always just think like, great, you know, you got all this great information and then it's always driven and pushed towards more drug research.
0: Always. Okay, there's okay, no money to be mean.
1: made yeah, in that's where they need the the some money.
0: If no <laughs> one's gonna there's no money to be made to tell you to go outside, to turn off your Wi-Fi, you know, to to eat organic food, to, you know, to not go to McDonald's and eat the processed crap. Like, there's no money to be made with that. It's just, it's just zero, actually. The government would rather you, I'm just saying, would rather you eat McDonald's and take their medication. And I, I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Think about think about what's what's on your
1: media, what's on your commercials. Yeah, You know,
0: like, think about it. Like, I just...
1: And I mm-hmm. didn't even it's know that cool. because I don't watch TV ever. Um I also like to I don't be- really watch T V ever yeah, either, no. but I used to. And- I know you did. I used to do a little bit, but um it's been many, many years since I've never really been a big TV watcher, but um, thank God. Yeah. But that's why when I was at the gym, and of course I'm really just looking at the food channel because I want to see what they're making on the food channel. And that was <laughs> I like that. But then all the other ones I'm just thinking, oh my god. All if of the program-
0: commercials, Heather, it's fast food and it's pharmaceutical commercials. That's what the, that's typically what commercials are. Mm-hmm. So, no I, messages I about I want to be like, like, there's a connection there.
1: Like, you no, just, well, that's you, our job right now, you and I, on our mission to help wake people up. I'm sure most of our listeners are already aware of all this. So, share, yes. you guys. Please share far and wide. Share with those who you think might be open to listening. Share with those who are really in dire straits. And see, like, we want to reach people who are ready to hear that this is not about quackery this is not about you know conspiracy stuff it's not about any of that it's about some black magic voodoo voodoo no No. let's let's be honest the truth is we are electromagnetic beings that's why they use the EKG and EEG or whatever those things are we are electromagnetic we have to plug into the earth every day we have to download the light codes we have to protect ourselves from man-made um energy frequencies that's just the way that it is. So please share far and wide. And we have to use medicines that don't suppress our body's natural right. ability to heal. So what do we do? In service to helping people heal, right? I'm a classical homeopath. is a classical homeopath. We're both have openings in our practice. If you know anyone or you who are, who are listening who would like to get some support for your body to help your body become more, um, what we call strengthening your system, right? Instead of working against it in every which way you can. Uh, that they people tell you to let's help fortify your body to do what it can already do if it has the right right support so you can contact us directly for that also Vanessa I'm going to have her talk about her classes I have a class a course rather on how to use the environment the light environment in particular to help with any anxiety or depression issues that you have so you can also reach out to me for any histamine issues you have I have I mean, I'm not like hundred percent better, but I'm like 90% better. I used to have, I used to literally sleep with a handkerchief under my nose. <laughs> I used to be up for two or three hours a night. I had so much fatigue. I thought I was going crazy. I thought I was just depressed. I went to the naturopath, you guys. And she's like, oh, do this cortisol test. And my cortisol was totally inverted. And she's like, here's some cortisol tablets. That isn't going to do shit.
0: And I was I mean, like, see,
1: that's okay. not
0: getting, it's not fixing the
1: problem. No. That's just a band aid." I don't know. I, I spent literally 15, $20,000, more than that over my lifetime. We're talking many, many thousands of dollars on supplements. And I do like some supplements, but only from like, Carrie, you know, she recommended me these supplements. I'm going to try them, but I always do the homeopathy, right? I always do a seasonal diet, the best quality I can get. You know, I do the practices like the earthing, the grounding, the cold exposure as appropriate. I do the sun exposure, but you got to know what you're doing. So it's really, if you don't have the time or energy to figure it out, you don't want to mess around with these because it's actual potent medicine. So you want to hire someone like me or Vanessa to help guide you and see where to start, right? Like histamine issues are very complicated. And some people are scared to death of going out in the sun, right? You mentioned that before the show, Vanessa. And it's like, yeah, I don't think I remember having that, but thank God I did the sun exposure before I even knew about all this stuff. I'm like, I got to get some sun. It's just instinctively. I knew. So the thing is, is you got to start where you're at and we can help you from wherever you are now to navigate whatever your body's ability is to take in this medicine. So you can start to turn this around and, you can get out of centralized medicine. And we're talking about the decentralized nature network, right? That's what we're talking about.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it as the circadian biology principles that we talk about all the time is the foundation, Mm -hmm. Okay, This is going to help reverse genetic predispositions. But a lot of times, and this was my case, I was doing all the circadian biology things. I was doing everything. I was living the perfect quantumly, quantumly perfect lifestyle. And I was like, well, what the hell? Something's not right here still because I my IC was still really, really bad. Um, it was better. It was definitely better doing these practices. And it definitely helped me sleep. And my pain was definitely less. And But if I woke up in the middle of the night because of something, then the pain was there and then I couldn't sleep, like, forget it. Like, it was just, it was tough. So it definitely made an impact. I will say that. Okay. And I see that as, like I said, the foundation to health this, if you, if you want to thrive, this is the way you really kind of have to live your life. Right. Especially with everything that we're up against. Right. But then I see to really help remove these layers of suppression or these emotional, physical traumas that we have in our body or generational traumas, we're going to need something else to really support us. So my I have a rebalance your rhythms course which goes over all the foundational lifestyle practices and principles and how you can live your life. So that's a great starting point. And I suggest that you start doing that. You know, if you have any any kind of health issue. I mean, I don't care what it is. I don't care every any health issue that you have, these practices and principles are going to help you feel better and make traction, right? It's gonna help you sleep better, you're gonna have more energy, or you're just going to be more vital your cognitive function is better you're just everything's gonna function better but do that and that or you could start there start some one place to start but then you might like me need some other support some sort of other medicine or energetic thing to help you function a little bit better. And for me, that was homeopathy. That's been very helpful on my journey. And it's still a working progress because I have a lot of suppression that I've had throughout my life. And there's a lot of layers to healing. So it's not like it's going to just be fixed after one remedy. It takes some time. You have to be committed to it. But slowly but surely over time, I keep seeing the benefit. And that's how I know I'm on the right track, right? I feel better. Um, So Fixing your circadian rhythm and your circadian biology can do a lot, but I do think that a lot of people who have chronic disease just need a little bit more. And that's where homeopathy comes in and provides that kind of like the big gun. So that's when you come to me for that. So you can either try one of the courses for a little while on your own and see how that goes or try coaching with me on your own, uh, coaching with me, see how that goes. And then layer in the homeopathy, or you can start with homeopathy too, because sometimes and I've seen this in clients where they're like, they know what they should be doing. They know they shouldn't eat McDonald's, or they know they shouldn't be on their iPhone all night long, or they know, you know, they should be making some better choices in their life, but they just don't have the capacity to do so yet. And they're just really have this kind of like self-destructive pattern where they just don't know how to make changes. And sometimes starting with homeopathy could be beneficial way to go. So you kind of have a, a choice on what might be better f- beneficial to you. But either way, just start, like start doing something to like try to make it better for yourself, you know what I mean? To change your life and just move it in the trajectory of healing. Um, and I know that it's hard. Like I, I see that, like to move away from what you feel safe with and comfortable with. For me, I didn't feel safe and comfortable for, with medicine anymore, like allopathic medicine. So it was it was easy for me. Um, I just the more I took their medicine, the sicker I felt and the worse I felt. Yeah. I remember how they they gave me valium suppositories and antihistamines. I just couldn't even get out of bed, and I would like like just it was awful. It was, I mean, it was literally. Awful. And I still was in pain and didn't feel any better. And I just, then all of a sudden, everything else was just falling apart. Like I couldn't do anything. And now, now not only do I have pain, chronic pain, but now I can't like get up in the morning. I can't take care of my family. I can't, like, that's how bad it was. Like I yeah. literally was just unable to live. Wow. So, yeah. So for me, it was easy to be like, oh, this is not working. Like, but I did know all it's the hard. Things, to- Vanessa.
1: You did all the things. Like, how? The thing is, this is before I was, I was doing all the things. This was when I was know, like, oh, I okay. meant this, no, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't say that right. You did all the, <laughs> you did all the things they were telling you to do. You took, oh, yeah, the, drugs, yeah, yeah. You took the drugs, you did the suppressives, you did the, all the things. How much, mm-hmm. like how much longer are you like doing the same thing and expecting a different outcome is the definition of insanity. Like how much longer are you going to do the same thing and not get positive results? So you finally got, Oh, you got the message. Like, this isn't what is going to help me. It was a wake-up call. It Eventually, was a big yeah. Wake up. You had that epiphany of like, this isn't what this isn't it. That's what we have to get people to. Not I don't want people to suffer like you did. You suffered horribly. I want to help prevent that from so people yes. don't have to get to that point of being totally downtrodden and your whole body is falling apart and you're bedridden. We don't want that for you. So yeah, because you can prevent
0: chronic yes. disease also by living a more circadian biology lifestyle and using homeopathy as medicine and you and you can prevent it you can prevent it from even occurring you know and that's why i do it with my own children because yeah. i'm
1: trying to help prevent them from suffering like i did thank goodness they have you as a mom right so oh, so just because we probably should wrap it up soon because i could literally talk all day with you it's so fun Me too. Um, <laughs> I very much right there with you. Like the foundation has to be circadian rhythm. It has to be enhancing your mitochondrial function, supporting your redox potential, which means you can make better energy. So your body can then have better detox and, you know, clean itself every night. That has to be the foundation. Okay. Then we see what's left because that's going to ameliorate and going to get rid of some of your symptoms. What's left. Okay. Yes. And some of what's left could be some emotional stuff. It could be, who knows, you know, there could be little symptoms left, but they're going to be less intense. So then Mm -hmm. we can go to homeopathy. We can go to emotional work. That's what I can also offer my private coaching clients. I can just dial right into that emotion, help you to process that through to completion. Because the longer you think it's, you know, it's been 20 years. What does it matter that I had this horrific loss? And it's 20 years, even though, you know, deep down, people always know they are pushing that shit down. They do not want to feel it. They are scared to death of how they're going to be if they actually feel something that wants to come up when it wants to come up and you clench your jaw, your throat, and you bear down. That is what's creating chronic stress in your body. And that is what is compromising your mitochondrial function, because it's like we have this emergency in here that happened a long time ago when we haven't been able to get it out. That Mm -hmm. is why emotions are so toxic. I wrote a blog or a blog post. (laughs) I wrote a post on Instagram the other day about one of my best friends who was a natural food chef, wrote several cookbooks, a brilliant, amazing, great support system was in a toxic marriage with an intellectual abuser. Like that shit exists. Like he was in an intellectual bully and would just railroad her all over the place, right? And she stayed in it. And then she got rid of him finally. Then she got a breast cancer diagnosis a year later. And then she died like a year and a half after that. Don't wait, you guys. You cannot let your life go by and not give yourself what you need in order to be happy and healthy. That is so important. So you go to Circadian Rhythm Foundation, attend to your emotional right reality. You can use homeopathy as well for emotional work. It works amazing. There's so many different things. The, and, the, and then you can do the nervous system regulation is important if you have a lot of trauma. I can help people with that as well. Then you just keep refining. Like Okay, then we can look at diet, but the circadian comes first, right? And then we'll attend to your emotional needs, maybe do some lifestyle adjustments, some, right, do you need an air filter? Like there's so many different things to do depending mm-hmm. on your unique situation. So it's really good to have support around that. So I really encourage you to reach out to one of us so that we can help assess where you're at and see what we can offer you. If yeah. not, the so anything you want to add at the end here, Vanessa?
0: No, yeah, no, it just comes down to individualized care. And that's what homeopathy brings. I mean, yeah, there are... Definitely, you know, things that we need to do on a regular basis when it comes to, you know, grounding and sunlight and removing as much toxins as we can from our life. But we do need to look at the individual. And sometimes, you know, looking at someone's individual circadian lifestyle, there are things that we can tweak there too, you know, that help them out also. So yeah, I think this was good. It was good. You know, it's a heavy episode. Um, Just, I think, end with, you know, you know, that You're not stuck with the genetic diseases from your family lineage. Just because your mom had hormonal issues or thyroid issues or weight issues or whatever it is, it doesn't mean that you have to have that, that you have some control and some power here um, to change your environment, change the medicines that you engage with, and,
1: you know, change what's going on in your body. (laughs) Yep, Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you so much. If you guys have any questions, reach out to me, heather at enlightenedmood.com, and Heather Crimson at Heather Crimson on Instagram. And where can they find you, Vanessa? Uh,
0: at Bright Light Wellness on Instagram. And you can always contact me at my uh, website as well. So brightlightwellnesscoach.com. So, awesome.
1: Thanks for guys. joining us. See you next week, you guys. Thanks so much for joining today's show. For more information about Heather and her offerings, see her Instagram at Heather Crimson or go to her website at enlightenedfood.com. And for more information about Vanessa's offerings, visit
0: her Instagram at bright underscore light underscore wellness and her website at brightlightwellnesscoach.com.